Hi, my name is Rebecca, and I want to tell you how the phone that I got for my birthday predicted my future. I turned 17. All my relatives were supposed to get together to celebrate my birthday. Even your grandma Nancy is coming this time, Mom announced cheerfully. But I didn't share her joy. The only good thing about this family gathering was the presents. My aunt and uncle got me a dollhouse. Do you like it, Rebecca? My aunt asked me with a look so intense that I couldn't tell her the truth. Of course, it's so big. God, why does everyone think I'm 10? All that was missing was a baby doll. But I did get a hairdryer, the only useful gift. Anyway, it was business as usual. The only hope left was for a gift for my parents. I wanted a car, even though my parents said I wouldn't be able to drive until I turned 18. What if they changed their mind? I crossed my fingers and waited. My mother handed me a small box. The car certainly wouldn't fit in there, but the keys would. I ripped the wrapping paper and discovered, not keys, but a new iPhone. I wasn't disappointed, but I wasn't thrilled either. However, I thanked my parents and we all went to eat the cake. I blew out the candles and made a wish. I wish something interesting would happen this year because life is so boring. The day came to an end. All the relatives had gone home. My mother cleaned the kitchen. I went to my room and fell on my bed, exhausted. Here I was, 17, and there's nothing interesting about my life. No adventures and passionate relationships with the school's hottest boys. Just routine. Homework, homework, homework. Over and over again. If it wasn't for my friends, I'd probably have gone mad. My only hope was university. I was going to change my life for the better. I was going to become a different person. But it was more like self-deception. I took my parents' gift, opened the box, and pulled out the phone. When I held it in my hand, my mood improved. It's cute, I said out loud. I pressed the button and the screen lit up with a greeting. Hello, Rebecca. I wondered how the phone knew my name. Maybe it was my parents who set it up. Of all the icons on the screen, the one that interested me the most was Find Out Your Future. I've never heard of such an app. Must be some kind of game. I logged into my social media accounts and told my friend Meg that I got a new phone. Cool, she said. And happy birthday. Thanks. How are the relatives? Terrible. My uncle spent half an hour today trying to convince me that I should work at his paper-making company. Like it's my lifelong dream. I'm sorry to hear. Well, at least now I have a dollhouse. Maybe I can sell it and buy something decent. I couldn't sleep that night. I rolled from side to side. Eventually, I decided to scroll through my phone. TikTok, Instagram. Finally, I got bored and decided to explore the very mysterious app that had caught my attention. I clicked on the icon. The app said hello to me. A window popped up on the screen saying, What do you want to know? And a small box to enter a question. I pondered what question to ask this electronic fortune teller. What will happen tomorrow? I typed. The app hesitated for a moment and then gave an unexpected answer. You'll get a gift you'll be very happy about. I wondered what kind of gift that was. My birthday had already passed and all the presents had already been given to me. I turned off the fortune teller, put the phone aside, and fell asleep. I totally forgot about the prediction. The next day I went to school, not expecting anything special from the day. Classes as usual were unbelievably long. 
Sometimes it felt as if time had stopped and we should sit at our desks and stare at the blackboard scribbled with hieroglyphics forever. Finally, the bell rang and I breathed a sigh of relief. Meg caught me in the hallway. Happy birthday, dummy, my friend said and hugged me. Thanks, you're the dummy. Tell me, what did you get? Lots of useless stuff, apart from this one. I showed her the phone. Meg snatched it, twirled it around in her hands in admiration. Yeah, it's not bad. Too bad you didn't get a car. It was a sensitive topic for me, especially since Meg got a new Prius for her 17th birthday. I could have used one of those. I wouldn't have to take the bus and wait for a friend to give me a lift, and she was often there by second or third period. Yeah, apparently my parents don't want me to be like everyone else. Okay, it's not a car, but it's okay too. Meg took the backpack off her shoulders and ran her hand through it. And then she pulled out a little book. What's that? An album. I held it in my hand and opened it up. It had all the pictures of me and Meg in it. You printed them out? Yeah, I created a history of our friendship. It's a keepsake. Meg and I had known each other since we were six years old. So there were both childhood and adult photos in the album. I was so moved, I even shed a tear. Why are you crying? My friend asked me. We were so happy. Look, I pointed to the Halloween photo where I was a witch and Meg was a ghost. Yeah, but we're still cool, more or less. After school, I got on the school bus, put on some music and started thinking about something. But then, out of the blue, I remembered last night's prediction. It came true. Meg's gift was the coolest and it brought so much excitement. I quickly opened the app. It can't be true, I thought. I was always a skeptic and didn't believe in all sorts of magical stuff. Life seemed boring and ordinary to me. There was no room for magic. But what if I was wrong? I thought about my next question. What would I want to know? Asking the phone about the meaning of life was definitely not the way to go. I decided to just find out what was in store for me in a week. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. The app gave me this answer. The end is coming. I reread the phrase several times, trying to figure out what it was talking about. Insistently dismissing the idea that I'll be dead in a week. No way. I thought, I can't die. I don't have a boyfriend yet and I don't have a car. No, that's nothing. But those words didn't make me feel good. I was convinced that the prediction will come true. After all, there are times when a person is walking down the street and a brick or a flower pot falls on his head, completely by accident. I started to panic. I didn't want to die. No one does. Could this really be a joke? Can a phone app predict the future? I decided to check with Meg, but I already knew what she'd say. But it was worth a shot. The next day, we arranged to meet after school at the cafe. I thought about how to tell my friend about the mystery app and the strange predictions. I decide not to overthink it and just tell it like it was. Meg listened very carefully. She didn't laugh or question anything. But when I finished, she calmly said, You're out of your mind. I knew you were going to say that. It's hard to believe that an app can predict the future. Sounds like some kind of joke. Let's check it out. All you have to do is ask the right question. And we don't have to wait a week. Meg picked up my phone and typed something. What did you ask? Would the waiter agree to go out with me? What? What was the answer? Yes! At the same time the waiter came up to us, it was a guy about 18 years old. He was probably working part-time at the cafe to save up for college. 
Hi, Meg said. Hi, he said. What would you like? Two coffees, a latte, and a cappuccino. Oh, and I have a question. Yeah. Would you like to go out with me after work? The guy looked at me, then back at Meg, like he was looking for a catch. But then he answered, "Yeah, sure. Where do you want to go?" See, I said to Meg, "It works." So the boy asked again. I changed my mind. Meg muttered, and the disappointed guy left. Yeah, that only made things worse. Am I really going to die in six days? I whispered, actually starting to panic. Maybe you've got it wrong. The end is the end. What else can it be? Yeah, it's not good. Terribly bad. I almost shouted in frustration. And what am I supposed to do? Stay in your room and don't go out that day. It might help. I had no other choice. I decided to do as Meg had suggested. But could you cheat death, especially in a simple way? I didn't want to go down without a fight. I thought the days would drag on forever, but they flew by. Everything around me seemed so empty and meaningless. School, classes, dance lessons. How can you dance when you're about to die? I could have fulfilled all my dreams, but alas, I couldn't go to Morocco and see the desert, or climb Mount Everest. I got depressed. I didn't want to do anything. Meg asked me how I was doing, but other than awful, bad, nothing, I had nothing to say. My friend tried to cheer me up, but it didn't work. I just waited. Finally, the day came. Everything in me trembled. My heart was pounding like crazy. Sometimes it felt like it was going to punch a hole in me and pop out. I felt nauseous and had a headache. What was going to happen to me? I sat in my room with the door locked. Suddenly, someone knocked. I asked, "Who's there?" Everything shrank inside me. I was expecting anyone, expecting to hear the worst news. It's mom. Why did you lock yourself in? I'm busy. Okay, I won't bother you. Mom left, and I was still waiting for something. And then a thought occurred to me: What if death catches up with me in this locked room? Maybe a piece of asteroid will fall here. Even if it was the size of an apple, it would be enough to break through the roof. I wanted to run away as far away as possible. But fear literally gripped my whole body. I wanted to run and stay where I was at the same time. At some point, I got tired of waiting for my execution. The hand of the clock had crossed 6 p.m. I wished the prediction would come true sooner because there was nothing worse than sitting inside four walls shaking with fear. I decided to log into the app again. The familiar question box popped up. I decided to ask directly, "How long do I have to live?" I hesitated for a minute and clicked OK, and and the phone froze. I had to turn it off and then on again. And to my surprise, the app icon disappeared without a trace from my screen. I searched for the name of the app, but I couldn't find anything. So what did it all mean? The day went by. When the clock showed 12:01 a.m., I breathed a sigh of relief and almost cried from happiness. Maybe something changed. I decided not to test my luck. I took a hammer and smashed the damn phone. I had to lie to my parents that I dropped it while crossing the road, and it got rolled over by a car. They were very upset, of course, but I felt a lot better. Ugh, another day in this insufferable place. It's lunchtime, and I'm sitting alone at my usual spot in the cafeteria. 
The buzzing noise of other students fills the air like an obnoxious soundtrack. Great. I take a bite of my mediocre lunch, trying to ignore the stares. You see, I have these, well, crazy eyes. They change color and pattern depending on my emotions, making me a walking mood ring. I guess I'm like a living meme. The mockery of the century. Suddenly, my best friend, Hanako, slides into the seat across from me. This overly enthusiastic girl is the only one who can tolerate my sarcasm. And, well, my eyes. Kazumi, did you see the new meme about the doge to the moon thing? It's hilarious. I roll my eyes. If only they could send me to the moon and away from all this drama. Wow, Hanako. Such meme. Much originality. She giggles and shows me the meme on her phone. I'll admit it's pretty funny, but I'd rather not give her the satisfaction. You know, with your crazy eyes, you could become a meme too. Just think about it. My eyes flicker to a neon green with a lightning bolt pattern. Really, Hanako? As if I need more attention. Oh, I can see it now. Crazy eyes, Kazumi. The internet sensation who puts all other memes to shame. Suddenly, a paper ball hits the side of my head. I glance up to see Yuji smirking from a nearby table. Yuji, the popular guy who loves to make my life miserable. Hey, crazy eyes! Wanna show us some of your tricks? His friends laugh, and my eyes narrow, turning a fiery red with smoke patterns. I clench my fists, trying to hold back my anger. Just ignore them, Kazumi. They're not worth your time. Hanako reaches across the table, giving my hand a reassuring squeeze. Don't let them get to you, Kazumi. You're way cooler than them. <sighs> Thanks, Hanako. But sometimes I just wish I was normal. She looks at me with sympathy. I appreciate her concern, but I can't help feeling like a burden. Later, as I walk through the school hallways, I can't shake off the feeling that I'm being watched. I pause, glancing around. Suddenly, I spot a flashy girl with a camera in her hand, quickly snapping a picture of me. Hey, crazy eyes! You're going to be famous soon. I frown, watching her hurry off. Why can't I just be left alone? Great. Another wannabe paparazzo. Can't wait for my inevitable rise to fame. When I reach my locker, I find a note taped to it. Meet me on the rooftop after school. I have something important to tell you. Oh, how original. A rooftop rendezvous. I can't wait to find out who my secret admirer is. My eyes shift to a deep blue with question mark patterns. I can't help but feel a mix of curiosity and annoyance. Just who could this mysterious note lever be? Might as well find out. If nothing else, it'll be a good laugh. The school day drags on, each class more tedious than the last. I can hardly wait for the final bell to ring. As it does, I quickly gather my things and head for the rooftop. The anticipation is killing me. Or maybe it's just indigestion from the cafeteria food. As I open the rooftop door, I'm greeted by a gentle breeze and the sight of Yuto, the quiet guy who's always been somewhat of an enigma to me. My eyes shift to a pale pink with swirls, signaling my surprise and confusion. Hey, Kazumi, I've been waiting for you. Really? You're the one who left the note? What's the catch? <laughs> no catch. I just wanted to talk to you about your eyes. I cross my arms, 
not entirely convinced by his friendly demeanor. What about them? Are you here to make fun of me too? No, not at all. Actually, I wanted to tell you that I think they're amazing. My eyes widen, turning a bright yellow with star patterns. This was unexpected. Wait, you're serious? You don't think they're freakish? No way! I think your eyes make you unique and special. And I'm not the only one. There's a whole online community who would love to see them. What? Like some kind of crazy-eye fetish group? <laughs> no, no! It's a group of people who celebrate unique abilities. Like yours. I think you'd fit right in. I can't help but crack a small smile. Maybe Yuto isn't as bad as I thought. But a part of me is still skeptical. So what? I just start posting pictures of my eyes online and suddenly I'm a star? Why not? You never know what could happen. Embrace your unique ability and show the world what you've got. I look out over the school grounds, thinking about his words. Could I really turn my so-called curse into something positive? The thought is both terrifying and exhilarating. Maybe it's time to stop hiding in the shadows. Let's see if the world is ready for Crazy Eyes Kazumi. With a newfound sense of determination, I look back at Yuto. All right, I'll give it a shot. But if I become a meme, it's on you. We both laugh as we walk back into the school building. My eyes now a kaleidoscope of colors, reflecting my whirlwind of emotions. Little did I know, my life was about to take an unexpected turn. Over the next few weeks, Yuto helps me set up an online presence. We create profiles on various social media platforms and start posting pictures and videos of my eyes in action. It's a strange experience, but also kind of fun. Who knew there were so many hashtags for unique eyes? Slowly but surely, I start to gain followers. People are fascinated by my eyes, leaving comments ranging from amazing to are they even real? Wow, it's like I've discovered a whole new world of validation. My self-esteem has never been higher. Yuto just laughs and continues to encourage me. He's always there, helping me come up with new ideas and cheering me on. I have to admit, it's nice to have someone in my corner. One day, as we're scrolling through my latest posts, I notice a message from a talent agency. They want to represent me and help me turn my unique eyes into a brand. My eyes flash to a vibrant purple with exclamation points, reflecting my shock and excitement. Is this for real? They want me to become a model or something? Told you your eyes were amazing. This is just the beginning, Kazumi. The world is gonna love you. As much as I want to maintain my sarcastic facade, I can't help but feel a surge of happiness. Maybe my eyes really can bring something positive to my life. Well, I guess it's time to take the world by storm. One crazy-eyed selfie at a time. Together, Yuto and I dive headfirst into the world of modeling, endorsements, and even a TV appearance or two. It's surreal and chaotic, but also incredibly exciting. My life has become a whirlwind of photo shoots, interviews, and autographs. It's like I'm living in some kind of bizarre alternate reality. I went from being the outcast to the star attraction. Through it all, Yuto remains by my side, offering support and guidance. Our friendship grows stronger, and I find myself wondering if there might be something more between us. <sighs> Love and fame. It's like a cliched drama waiting to happen. But as my fame continues to rise, so does the pressure. I struggle to balance school, my personal life, and my newfound career. The constant attention and scrutiny wear on me, and I begin to feel trapped. I wanted to be accepted for my crazy eyes, but now it feels like they're all anyone sees. Is this really what I wanted? As I sit on the rooftop, reflecting on the whirlwind my life has become, Yuto finds me 
a concerned look on his face. Kazumi, are you okay? You've been really quiet lately. I look at him, my eyes a stormy gray with raindrop patterns, revealing my inner turmoil. I don't know, Yuto. I thought fame would make me happy, but it just feels overwhelming. He sits down beside me, offering a comforting presence. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. You've been through a lot. Just remember, you're more than just your crazy eyes. You're Kazumi, and that's what really matters. As his words sink in, my eyes slowly shift to a soft blue, with a gentle wave pattern. Maybe there's more to me than just my eyes, and it's time to find out who I really am, beyond the fame and the memes. The teacher's eye twitched nervously when he looked at me. I stood in front of him, nervously rubbing my notebook. The girls were whispering and laughing, but the boys were ready to eat me up with their amorous stares. Katie, I have never seen a student like you. The teacher's voice quivered. Either you answer my question or you go straight to the principal. I squealed like a mouse. The boys were all gasping with emotion, and there was hysterical laughter among the girls. It was the toughest test I'd ever had. Hi, my name is Katie, and I'm actually a genius, but I have to pretend to be stupid to get guys to like me. Before this school year, I went to another school, and I had my picture up on all the honor boards. I could compete with a lot of the teachers in terms of knowledge, and our physicist even quit after arguing with me and threw a real tantrum on the principal. After fifth grade, I stopped doing homework altogether because I was so good at it, and I had a place at Yale already secured. But my life wasn't like a fairy tale. I guess it's no secret that guys don't like girls who are too smart. I have a beautiful appearance, but my intelligence scared away all the admirers. When I was on another date, I'd get a little carried away and I'd start discussing the stages of evolution, the boundaries of the universe, or the splitting of atoms. The guys would just blow right off, and they wouldn't even talk to me at school. But I wanted love so bad, more than anything. So, when I got transferred to a new, better school in the state, I decided to change my life. Why do I need brains that outshine my beauty? I want a boyfriend, I want dates and attention. So, I decided to play dumb and according to my calculations, it was going to help me. The first day, I went to school as a living doll. The guys were drooling, but the girls were a little wary. I'm a quick thinker, so I went straight to the breach. Walking down the corridor, I supposedly tripped next to a handsome man, and he just happened to catch me. Baby, are you okay? He played with his eyebrows. Wow, you're strong. I squeezed his biceps. Are they made of steel? I just work out a lot. He answered proudly. And I drink protein. Do you drink them right? How much protein do you consume? What's your protein base? And is it certified? The guy's look immediately changed. He was batting his eyes stupidly. And I think he froze. I'm getting carried away again. What the hell was that curse? Okay, that was a slip. But I almost made it. I decided to change tactics and try my luck with a smarter guy. After picking the best-looking one in biology class, I paired up with him. Everything was going great. I was dumb as hell, and he felt like a real hero. He even put his palm on mine. It took my breath away. But what is he doing? 
This isn't right at all. I took the guy's microscope away. Are you an idiot? It's so clear. What the hell did you write? Katie, I... I... The poor guy started stuttering, and I started to rewrite the whole thing in a frenzy. And by the time I realized what I'd done, the guy had already run away. And from that moment on, he was on his way to avoid me. What a genius idiot I am. Even zombie wouldn't eat my brain. I'm too smart. But I invented a new tactic, and I joined the company of beautiful fools. Around them, the guys walked like a herd of buffalo at the watering hole. I couldn't understand how it was possible. Even cats are smarter than these girls. Even my microwave knows more tasks than they do. The only thing that saved me was that I am a fast learner and could adapt to their strange behavior. Pretty soon, I could pretend to be so stupid that my brain was catching critical errors. And it worked. I was hit on by a real hottie. Pete and I went on a date, and this strong man was literally carrying me in his arms. I had never heard so many compliments about myself before. One day, he took me to the gym to show how strong he was. Wow, what a barbell. I went over to the dumbbells and looked at them stupidly. It's dumbbells, he proudly announced and hugged me. You don't know anything about it, do you, cat? No, will you show me? Sure, baby. That's a kettlebell. He held up a huge kettlebell, and I was fascinated by his muscles. And this is where I set my record. No one can beat me. Pete went over to the weight machine, set his maximum weight, and pushed the lever as hard as he could. I'm super-powered, you know? I'm like Superman. And then I started shaking with anger. My brain was screaming, and it became hysterical. Even my eyes went black. Superman, that's just leverage. I went over to the simulator. I made the lever longer, and I adjusted it. And then I put my little weight on it and did the same thing Pete did. It's basic physics. What is wrong with you, Pete? How can you be so stupid? There was laughter from all sides of the guys. Pete's lip trembled, and he ran away. And I slapped my forehead with my palm. I'd ruined it again. I was already desperate, thinking it was all useless. Plus, my studies made my teachers furious. I came in here with the best performance, but in reality, I couldn't solve an elementary example because of my disguise. My parents were hysterical, and I made up stupid excuses. I was getting ready to get smart, but then I met Caleb a musician from the parallel class with an angelic voice. He was incredibly handsome and cool, though he was on the verge of dropping out. I don't need to study. I'm a musician. He was saying, but Caleb was so charming that I fell in love. He wooed me beautifully, composed songs, and gave me the most unforgettable dates. You're so good to me, Cat. You're so simple, not like those nerds. I hate nerds, I murmured, melting in his arms. I was finally done messing things up. My brain was just shutting down from love. But at the end of the semester, the midterm test began, which brought me back from the dream world. Caleb was so bad at studying that he wasn't even bothered. He'd be expelled for sure, and so would I. The teachers wanted to get rid of me on principle and wrote angry messages to my previous principal. Yeah. I really screwed him over. He vouched for me. 
So, in another algebra class, I got axed with an elementary question. Caleb was staring at me with love, and the teacher was freaking out. Boyfriend or career? A choice that seemed impossible to me. That's where I started my story. Sit down, cat, the teacher said nervously. You can go right after class and sign the expulsion papers. No! I came up to the blackboard. Give me your tasks, all of them. And I solved them all by writing all over the blackboard and even the wall. The kids looked at me with their mouths open and it was like the teacher saw a ghost. Lesson after lesson, I amazed everyone. I pulled all my grades in just a few days and the teachers, even the principal, saw me as a real treasure. But Caleb wasn't thrilled. So you're a nerd, he said disappointedly. Yes, but we're good together. You lied to me. You're a crammer, cat. I don't mess with nerds. You're a fool. I got angry. You'll get expelled. You won't even be able to play music. All the rock stars were nerds, he retorted. When? The 80s? Ow. This is the 21st century. Give me a break, cat. You have homework to do. He left, and I was filled with anger. How could he treat life like that? He'll ruin himself and be nothing. I stormed into his rehearsal room, blazing with anger. Come here, I said sternly and dragged the boy by the hand. What, are you out of your mind? Just drop your guitar already. I was as unstoppable as a snow avalanche. When I took Caleb back to my house, I locked the room where my books were already prepared. Cat, are you out of your mind? Sit down and listen. I sat down next to him, textbook in hand. Get away from me, why are you doing this? Because I love you, you fool. I won't let you get kicked out of school, understand? I'm not gonna read any stupid textbooks. You won't, just listen. You're a musician and you're better at hearing information. That's why it's hard for you to memorize lyrics. I made Caleb listen to himself. We took breaks for tea and conversation, and then I'd go back to hammering it into him. The kid didn't like it, but I managed to teach him for days at a time. Cat, that's it, that's it, I don't like it. Okay, I crossed my arms around my chest, my anger overwhelming. School's not my thing, Cat. Yeah. You're better off living with your parents until you're old. Work at the diner, play guitar in your spare time. Maybe even play at a cafe or two. Good luck, Caleb. When he left, I cried. I'd fallen in love for the first time, kissed for the first time, and he ruined everything. When he gets expelled, we'll never see each other again. He doesn't want someone like me. And I guess it wasn't love for him. For a week straight, all I listened to was the song that Caleb had dedicated to me. And then, in a heartbreak, I deleted it. I made my choice. But as soon as I did, I heard the same song from across the street. Caleb? I almost fell out the window. I'm sorry, cat. I'm an idiot. Caleb put the guitar down. And then, he showed me his textbooks. I don't want to drop out of school, because that's where I see you. I love you, cat. Will you help me pass my exams? I was so happy, I was ready to fly. In the evenings, I taught Caleb on my own, and at night, I recorded audio lessons for him. When he couldn't come to class, he'd listen to my voice on his headphones and learn. Even when he was driving his car around town, I could hear my voice through the speakers. It was exam day, 
even I couldn't help myself. I gave my boyfriend a big kiss. You can do this, Caleb. Just know that I love you. While we waited for the test results, Caleb wasn't himself. The teachers and principal just chuckled indulgently. And they were surprised he was still in school. Even his friends were convinced that he was going to get kicked out of school. But worst of all, Caleb himself was sure of it. Classes with you were the best time of my life, he said. Caleb looked at me sadly. Thank you, Cat. I won't forget that. I burst into tears, thinking this was the end of our relationship. The next morning, after a sleepless night, I heard screams under the window. It was Caleb, and he looked like a happy puppy, not a badass rocker. I passed the test, Cat. I'm staying in school. We can keep our hands off each other for days with joy. Finally, my intelligence was able to help me get on with my personal life and also help the person I love. Even now, Caleb often listens to my records and learns new things, but he doesn't forget about music either. Guys, if you think being smart is a curse, give it up. Intelligence can give you so much more than popularity in school. Don't sacrifice your future for supposed fame. Are there any of you who suffer because of your intelligence? Share your stories in the comments. Like and share this video with your friends. Also, be sure to subscribe to our channel and click the bell.